0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 133 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Got a good show for everybody today. Excited to jump into it, and we'll start the show off the same way we do every week with The Breakdown. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world, rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's dot com. So, of course, we'll start with the American Raptors. And great news, everybody. We have a schedule, folks. I know I've been teasing it for a few months now, it feels like. So I'll go ahead and read this to you. So things get started next Saturday on the road against Ombach in San Diego. That's on March 19th. Then uh, they play the next weekend on the road against Life West in Oakland. Hayward, I guess you can you can call it, on March 26th. They got a week off. Then they're on the road. On Sunday, April 10th, taking on the L.A. Guiltini's Academy at the Los Angeles Coliseum. I'm excited. I'll be at this match. I booked my flight on Monday. So I'm there looking forward to checking out the Coliseum and just watching some good rugby there. Then next week, they're in Seattle on Saturday, April 16th, taking on the Seattle RFC. And they got two weeks off. Uh, they will host Midwest RFC out of Chicago at Infinity Park on Saturday, May 7th. Uh, then two weeks later, they're at home against Life West on Saturday, May 21st. And then they will host the LA Guiltini's Academy on Saturday, May 28th. And that's what's listed right now on the website. I've heard, you know, a couple more matches may be in the works. And I think that there will be a fun, uh, fun competition in June as well. So stay tuned for all those dates um, and those details. Of course, I will share those with you when I get them. But right now, it's just fun to see the schedule out. Something to get excited about. You know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Um, these are coming up pretty quick, so be fun to, to see how they do, see the third iteration of the crossover athletes you know, take the pitch and perform. I'm excited, hope you are as well. This will be the place to be. Obviously, we'll be covering it as best we can, be on the road for at least one of those trips, maybe a couple more we'll see. Um, and then looks like a big summer coming up. Excited to share those details when they are finalized. So that does it for the American Raptors update. We'll move into the USA Rugby section of the breakdown. Uh, only one piece of news, I think. The women's Falcons 15s take on Wales on Saturday. I have not seen any broadcast information yet, but I will keep my eyes peeled. If you remember, talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, the women's few women's Eagles playing in the Premiership are going to take on Wales. It's a good chance for them to assemble because it is a World Cup year once again. So, any time they can get together, get a little bit sharper as a team is, of course, a benefit to them. Uh, hoping to be able to watch that somehow. Uh, And I will share any details I see when when I get them. I'll go ahead and close the the breakdown with some Major League Rugby news. Again, only one thing I really wanted to talk about this week was the the appearance of something that looks like – I mean, it's obviously been in the work for a while, but just kind of popped up on on the Twitter feed on Wednesday called the Collegiate Rugby Shield, and this is pulled straight from the website. So the Collegiate Rugby Shield is a postseason college rugby all-star competition held annually – at Zions Bank Stadium in Harriman, Utah. The Collegiate Shield provides Major League Draft eligible players an opportunity to showcase their skills in front of MLR coaches and scouts in preparation for the draft. The Collegiate Rugby Shield will be hosting their inaugural event on July second, twenty 2022. Players who desire to compete in the Collegiate Shield competition can submit their information at collegiaterugbyshield.com which will be reviewed by competition coaches and scouts. It kind of just sounds like the Senior Bowl in college football. They have all those different showcase games. Um, there's there's a lot more than that, obviously, but this seems like the first one of its kind in the rugby world. So interested to see how this goes. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on it as it gets a little bit closer, um, talk more about it. Hopefully, there's some local guys in there and we can get them on the podcast, kind of like we did last year with the draft. does seem like the next step towards some sort of MLR combine, I think, too. Uh, we'll just you know we'll see where it goes. It looks like the, U- the Utah Warriors have a big hand in this, obviously being in Utah hosting it at Zion's Bank where the Warriors play. Saw a lot of the Warriors, you know, staff members pushing it out yesterday. Um, so that that's kind of a kind of an advantage to them, I would think. You get kind of the first look, up and close look. I'm sure all the teams will be represented. You would think. Didn't sound like the case at the uh, combine thing, the showcase thing that we had. Zach Bostress from UNC on to talk about last year that he participated in. Um, but just another opportunity for some guys to get to show their skill, and that's always a good thing. Does it for further breakdown. Let's go ahead and move into all of the rugby you can watch this weekend. All the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So let's go ahead and jump in all the rugby you can watch now. Uh, Major League Rugby Round 6. We're a month and a half into the season. First match this weekend was got Austin Gilgronies at Rugby ATL. Austin Gilgroni's just picked up a huge victory over Los Angeles Guiltinis last week at home. They're kind of my pick to uh, win the MLR this year. They've looked unstoppable, really, through these first six weeks. Um, they'll need to keep it rolling against Rugby ATL on Saturday at 1 p.m. We've got the Toronto Arrows at the New England Free Jacks on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. The Seattle Seawolves at the Houston Sabercats on Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, We've got Nola Gold at the Dallas Jackals on Saturday at 6 p.m., it could be a winnable game for for Dallas. I know Nola just picked up a big victory over Seattle last weekend, um, and Dallas did not have the best showing of all time against Utah Warriors. Um, but but I feel like that's a match they could win if they put it together. They've shown flashes of, of being able to put it together. It's just a matter of doing it and winning the match now. After that, we got San Diego Legion at Rugby New York on Sunday at 1 p.m., all of those matches are on the Rugby Network, and then the final match of the weekend is the Utah Warriors at the Los Angeles Giltinis, which is a rematch of last year's Western Conference final. That matches on Sunday at 5 p.m., and you can catch that one on Fox Sports 2. Moving into the Guinness Six Nations, we've got Wales versus France on Friday at 1 p.m., Italy versus Scotland on Saturday at 7.15 a.m., England versus Ireland on Saturday at 9.45 a.m., Watch all three of these matches on Peacock. We've got some Premiership rugby right for you this weekend as well. We've got Worcester Warriors versus Exeter Chiefs on Saturday at 7:30 a.m. Then we've got the Sale Sharks versus Gloucester, uh, Leicester Tigers versus London Irish, Newcastle Falcons versus Saracens. All those three matches are on Saturday at 8 a.m. Then on Sunday at 9 a.m. we have the Bristol Bears versus the Harlequins and Northampton Saints versus Wasps. You can catch all of those matches on Peacock as well. Only got one Allianz Premier Fifteens match this weekend. We got Saracens Women versus Gloucester, Hartbury Women's RFC on Sunday at 7 a.m. and you can catch that on Premier 15scom Last but not least, we got Super Rugby Pacific. Got the Blues versus Highlanders on Thursday at 11:05 p.m. Rebels versus Brumbies on Friday at 1:45 a.m. Both those matches will be done by the time you hear this. Uh, we're supposed to have Hurricanes versus Moana Pacifica. Uh, but has been postponed due to COVID outbreak in the Hurricanes, and that's kind of put Super Rugby in a tough spot because Moana Pacifica now has three matches to make up because they had COVID issues themselves through the first two weeks. Uh, th- they got a play last week, their first match ever, and now they've got another. Not They don't have a COVID problem, but the Hurricanes have a COVID problem, which means they have a COVID problem because they are now three matches behind, and that's going to be interesting to make up. Sounds like you might lose. If you remember, I think uh, year two of Major League Rugby, the Raptors and the Houston Sabrecats both had to play like three matches in 12 days or something like that. So that could be uh, something that happens to Moana Pacifica as well. That was because of a hurricane, a hurricane in Houston, Texas. This one's due to COVID. I would not be surprised if, if COVID wreaks a little more havoc on the competition as they kind of make their way through. It has not been the best month for them so far. Got the Crusaders versus the Chiefs on Friday at 11:05 p.m. Got the Reds versus Fiji and Drua on Saturday at 1:45 uh, a.m. Excuse me, and then Waratahs versus the Force on Saturday at 8 p.m. You can catch all of those matches on Flow Rugby. That does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Let's go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. This interview with Adam Hughes is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. Had a very interesting conversation with author Adam Hughes about his rugby experience and uh, how he got the idea to write this book that he's been working on called This is Rugby. I'm sure you might have seen him on social media maybe. Uh, It goes by the account name Onward Rugby. It's kind of how it's like popped up on my feed. It's just kind of, I, I talk about this in the interview, but he's kind of like closing in on my rugby circle. So the people I interact with on a regular basis, I've seen he's been speaking with, talked to some people at the American Raptors, talked to my guy, Brendan Shea, obviously friend of the program who um, has co-hosted with me a couple of times. So I reached out to Brendan and I asked him, was like, what's the deal with this guy? Is he legit? What's, what's this book about? And he said, yeah, he's legit. He's going to actually write it going to do a good job. You should reach out to him and have him on the podcast. So I did. I did exactly that. Uh, so it was, it was really awesome talking to Adam. He talked to a lot of interesting people for this book. I'm excited to get my hands on a copy of this book when it comes out. I think today, right before I recorded that, I saw that he spoke with Mark Cuban, which is obviously a huge get, one of the most popular rugby people in this country. He played a little bit of rugby at Indiana, excuse me. So That's a big get, obviously. Uh, it's it's going to be a cool book. He, he talks about all the different interviews he's done, over 300. It's got to be closing in on 400 now. I've never talked to anybody that's written a book, so it's cool to just pick his brain on the process and how he was inspired to do it, and when you know you're done doing interviews, and how do you start writing, all that good stuff. So, uh, With that introduction, let's go ahead and kick it to my conversation with author Adam Hughes. All right. Now, welcome on to the show, Adam Hughes, who is an author. He's writing a book right now called This is Rugby, uh, talking about, you know, rugby in America. So, Adam, how's it going?
1: It's going great, Colton. Thanks so much for for having me on. I'm I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Thank you for for taking the time to chat with me, man. I'm looking forward to getting into it. I got a lot of questions about about your book. But the first one I ask everybody that comes on the show, Adam, is just can you tell me a little bit about where you're from?
1: Yeah. uh, So I'm originally from central Ohio. Uh, moved about six years ago to Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, the middle of the state, just outside of the mountains. It's uh, where I play rugby with Blackwater RFC, we're a Division Three men's club here in Lynchburg. Uh, so yeah, that that's where I'm at.
0: Very nice. Do you do you have strong thoughts on Skyline Chili being from Ohio? I I
1: do. Um, I'm I'm a big fan. Uh-huh. Um, I I like the Cincinnati Chili. Uh, I know it it. To most non-Ohioans, it's an abomination, but um, I I fully endorse it. That's
0: that's good. I've never been to Ohio, so I've never had the real thing, but I've, you know, I've heard a lot about it. Of course, there's the the canned stuff that's around here. I of course, like yeah. Are, but I've heard that doesn't you know that doesn't do it justice. Yeah,
1: it's not quite the same.
0: I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> How to get that in? Any Ohio person, I got to make sure I ask that. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. So I, I was creeping on your Instagram a little bit, obviously, as when I reached out to have you on the show. Um, and it looks like you had, you got to rugby later in life than I guess other people. So can yeah. you just tell us a story about how you, you got into
1: rugby? Of course. Yeah, that was, um, my rugby origin story has been, I was in my early to mid thirties. Um, I've been skinny all my life, uh, was going through, um, kind of a rough patch of life, going through a divorce, uh, was living in a new place, didn't know anybody, bartending in the evenings and the the local rugby club would come in and and we became pretty good friends and and one night they were like why don't you come out to to practice we have practice tomorrow night and i was like you know have, have you seen me <laughs> and they said they gave that that you know immortal line that we rugby people give to non-rugby people which is oh there's a position for everyone Yes. Yeah. which i was quite certain was just you know, BS on their part, trying to get some cannon fodder out there. Uh Um, And it may have been, but I went out and, uh, you know, I I went home that night and I was like, you know, I, there's no way I'm going to do this. I've spent my whole life avoiding things that were difficult or dangerous or scary. Um, And then, you know, I kind of had this awakening of, you know what, let's do it let's let's go into this and stick with it and do something out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and so i did i went out i i absolutely fell in love with the guys with the team with the game and uh you know six years later now i'm club president and and 39 and so my my playing days are rapidly filling the rearview mirror (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 39 and brittle, so that's not a great combination. Yeah. And, and so, you know, one thing I can do is I can still write. I have a, an MFA in creative writing. I teach creative writing. And so, you know, this book is my, my chance to stay involved in the game and, and give back to the game has given me so much.
0: That's awesome, man. Uh, so I guess I got a couple of questions about that is like, What did you know about rugby before these these fellows started to frequent the bar you were working at?
1: Next to nothing. Um, I was like the typical uh, American sports fan who, you know, the only thing I knew about rugby was that when I watched it, it made me hurt (laughs) and I didn't know what was happening. Um, and that's part of the impetus for the book. I don't want to skip ahead, but like part of the impetus for the book is if you ask 95% of Americans what they know about rugby, you'll probably get, if anything, the stereotypes, right? Mm -hmm. right? Alcohol, violence, meatheads, that kind of thing. I was, I was in that group of people. That was all I knew. Um, and so, you know, I, I remember being in like middle school. And there was a rugby video game on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I had gotten it, and my friends and I were playing, and we had no clue what the hell was going on <laughs> in the game. Uh, we were just smashing buttons, I had no idea. That was my only like encounter with rugby.
0: Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's. I feel like that's you know a lot of people have that same you know same story like you just said though, so that's not uncommon. And yeah. Then Adam, the other question I wanted to ask is. I like asking rugby people this, but do you remember, like, when you caught the bug? Like, do you remember, like, the the moment that you're like, man, this is actually really fun. I I like doing this.
1: Yeah, I I remember um, going out to training the first night and... You know, I, I was late getting there because I parked in the wrong place. It was just going off to a bad start. Mm-hmm. And so I get there and they're like, okay, yeah, go over there with the backs and listen to them and run whatever they tell you to run. And so I did, I made it through the first practice. I, I did okay. I get to the second practice and we finish the practice by playing touch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone who first starts playing rugby, you remember that first time you play touch Mm -hmm. because it's just complete and total chaos. Yeah. Your first time like being in an actual game, it's just everyone's everywhere and you don't know what to do. And I remember getting the ball and running and I ran out of bounds and Mm -hmm. didn't realize that was a bad thing until like the, the guy comes up behind me and just, knocks me ass over elbows and i'm rolling going and he he just looks down at me and goes yeah don't do that and i was like all right i like this you know and then we afterwards you know we went to the bar course and and got to know people even more and that's when i was like you know i love this game already but i really love this community yeah that was the thing that that hooked hooked me
0: That, that sounds a lot like my first time playing too like i i found rugby in high school and I remember like we played a, a match in California and uh yeah it was like my first you know big carry and I just ran like right out of bounds like I remember yeah, like yeah. making the decision like okay because I played football my whole life right so it's, it's a like, football thing oh, yeah. yeah like you know they never tell you to cut back you always want to go out so I did right. that and the guy just ran me right out of bounds and I remember one of the parents on the sideline was like yeah you don't you don't do that in the sport <laughs> it's a football thing. You got to you know, break that habit. Like, yeah. You got to unlearn that. And I did. That was when I unlearned it.
1: <laughs> so, I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, so I guess, how did you settle on the idea to, to write this book?
1: Yeah. Um, so I had been toying with it, you know, just off and on. I'm a, a, a writer and, and normally I write poetry mm-hmm. um, because I always say I have a, a poet's attention span. Like I can, I can write a poem and then I'm done with it. I don't have to worry about sitting down and working on the same thing for a long time, Mm -hmm. but the idea of rugby here in America has, has long fascinated me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the fact that the experiences and the geography are so varied in this country, yet the, the rugby is the same, no matter where you go. It's, it's, you know, same cast of characters at every club, Um, There's like those, those archetypes that exist across rugby. And so then the pandemic hit and um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the, the Facebook page um, quarantine ruggers for qualified chuggers or something like that. (laughs) Um, But it's a, just a, a goofy Facebook page. Um, that was started during the quarantine of people drinking various liquids and just sort of um, focused on mental health and getting everyone through the pandemic. And it, it sort of took off. It's got like 47,000 members now. Um, and that group I became a part of and and made a lot of friends from it. And it sort of kicked off this idea of, you know, there are a lot of stories out there. Mm-hmm. And I I want to be – Um, kind of a conduit to to getting those stories out there. And the other part that was an impetus for it is, you know, I look at our society here in America, and I'm not sure we've ever been more factional, more divided. And rugby is really the only institution I know of that cuts through all of that. Where it doesn't matter your... Race doesn't matter. Your gender doesn't matter. What your sexuality is doesn't matter. What your political ideology is—none of that matters—in the context of a rugby club. There are, are guys on my club who we don't agree about anything. Yeah. And yet, because of rugby, I would do anything for them on the pitch and off of it. And that—that that goes both ways. And I think that's so unique and so timely. Uh, And I think rugby offers something that the rest of our society can learn from. Um, It's not a perfect society, obviously nothing is, but we do things in rugby um, that no one else does. And, and I think the, the timeliness of that made me go, okay, you know what, we're going to, we're just going to do this. And so I started, I was like, I got to put my money where my mouth is. So I sent out messages over the course of about a week to like 200 rugby clubs across the country, and I was like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna get started. I'm gonna throw this out there, and then people are gonna respond, and I'm gonna have no choice but to, to do the thing. And that's exactly what happened.
0: That's really cool. That's very well said. I agree with everything you just said there. Uh, and before I ask the next question, I just like, I've been thinking too. I remember at one point in time there was, uh, you know, they're talking about how like symbolic rugby actually is. Like yeah. you ha- you're you carrying the ball, you get tackled. That's like, you know, in life things knock you down and then uh, you place the ball and there's your, your teammates come from behind you and literally like protect you, right? They're, they're rucking yeah. over you like they're protecting you while you're tackled, you're, you're down at your lowest moment um, and they're there to help you up, you know, when, when it's all said and done. So um, that's very well said. I like yeah, that
1: a lot. I, thank you. Yeah, I, th- I think that you're right. Rugby is is um, so representative of life in so many ways. Like It's a metaphor um, for how we go about life. It's the ultimate team sport. You can't win it with just one superstar and 14 other people. Um, you have to work together as a team in a way that um, I think is also pretty unique.
0: It's true. Uh, and I know you just talked about sending out all these messages to all these different rugby clubs to start gathering these interviews. So I actually heard about you. I'd seen you floating around on, on the Internet actually a little bit recently as you're just kind of like seems like you're kind of making your way into my rugby circle now. But yeah, uh, I, I believe you spoke with my friend, uh, Brendan Shea. He does. Yeah, rugby I've rugby talked to BT one, so yeah. like three times. Yeah, yeah he's the man. So I reached yeah. out to him earlier this week and I was like, Hey, what's the story on this, on this Onward Rugby, you know, Instagram yeah. account. I've been you know, contemplating get, getting this guy on the show and he was like, yes, do it. He's awesome. He's really going to do it. He's, he's going to write a good book and all this stuff. So I reached out to you and, uh, and here we are. So it uh, kind of leads into my next question is how many people have you interviewed for this book?
1: Uh, so between phone calls Email chains, um, Instagram messages, Facebook messages. I've had conversations with right now, right around 350 individuals, clubs and organizations for the book.
0: That is insane. So how do you it is. <laughs> how do you go through all those? So it, like, <laughs> I, I, like I've done I've tried to write, you know, uh, I, I like to write longer form stuff. But even, I think the longest thing I wrote was a piece I did about the lateral like in, in yeah. American football a few weeks ago. Um, and that took me, that was just like, I don't know, close to 10 interviews and it took me forever to get through all that. So like, how do you do that?
1: So I've got right now, um, eight of those like big yellow legal pads Uh full of notes. Wow. Uh, and so my biggest challenge, um, about a month ago, I really buckled. I was like, okay, I think I set February 1st as the date. I was like, okay, I'm going to start writing. I'll keep doing interviews, keep doing research, but February 1, I'm going to start doing the actual writing as I'm doing more research. Um, cause otherwise I'll just research forever and, and never get down to actually writing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so.
0: Oh, sorry. I was, was going to be my next question is how do you know when to stop?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I, 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 uh, am trying not to reach out to too many new leads at this point. Um, but ones keep popping up. For example, I don't want to get too off topic, but no, um, no, go for it. I, it goes. I was reading somewhere someone posted, um, you know, that the U S is trying to get the world cup in 2031 mm-hmm. and the, there was a, a message about how Congress was getting involved. Yeah. Um, and I read the release and in it, it mentioned the Congressional Rugby Caucus. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? Yeah, what is that? And so I did, literally that was like last night at like 11 p.m. I read that, got out of bed, went and wrote on my notepad Congressional Rugby Caucus and went back to bed. And this morning I did some research. I found out who the sponsors are, who the the, uh, chairs are of that Congressional rugby caucus it's like five congressmen um, and started sending out emails started making contacts uh, got off the phone about 30 minutes ago with the press secretary for um, one of the co-chairs wow. uh, and and sent him questions and I'll be setting up a conversation with the congressman um, hopefully soon uh, so it's been a lot of that of hey I want to talk to that person and I just sort of send off a flare into the darkness and, and hope it lands yeah um, but back to what you originally asked which is um, how do you go through all the information I was struggling with okay I've got all these really great stories I've got all this really good information how do I organize it um, and I decided to organize it by rugby values. So I, I narrowed it down to like eight values in rugby. Um, so I chose tradition, honor, inclusivity, diversity, support, excellence, openness, and joy. Hmm. And each of those values um, will have stories linked under them. So for example, for the value of honor, we're looking at military rugby and first responder rugby yeah and so all the stories that I've gotten from all of those areas will go under the honor chapter um, you know it inclusivity will look at IGR rugby we'll look at women's rugby um, you know things like that yeah and so that's sort of been my my vehicle to organizing all of that information but it's still it's still a, a lot to, to wrangle at times
0: That's an interesting way to break it down I like that. Uh, I was going to say, too, like even just in my, you know, limited experience with that, that lateral piece I wrote, but even like other stories I've worked on where um, it's been hard to, you know, because you like you just said, you, you think you get to a point where you're like, OK, I can start to put something together and then something piques your interest. And, <laughs> and, and it's hard for me. at yeah. least it was like there was other people and I'm working on this thing like, oh, well, I know this coach at this college program. He might yeah. be able to help you like stuff like that. And eventually you just got to a point where I was just like, no. I just want to be right, be done and write this. But, if yeah. you, I mean, if you stumble uh, across something called the Congressional Rugby Caucus as you write. Yeah, uh, you have no choice about, but to, uh, to follow NBA, that up. Exactly. Yeah, you, you kind of have to pursue that lead. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: That's uh, that's funny. No, and I've, I've, I I've, mean, I just saw today, I guess before I talked to you, I saw there were some videos of like a congressman in West Virginia or something.
1: That's uh, who I talked Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the perfect. office I talked to. Yeah, so yeah.
0: I saw that right before I jumped on the phone with you actually. That's yeah. Representative Mooney
1: is his name. Yeah.
0: cool. I guess the next question I have is just have these conversations kind of like gone as you expected. Maybe that's not the best question of all time. Um, but,
1: but I'll ask um, it. they have opened doors. I never anticipated. Right. Uh, you know, I anticipated talking to some clubs and um, maybe, maybe getting lucky and talking to, one or two big names in rugby. Uh, that was sort of the extent of what I hoped to get out of it. And the reality has been literally every single club that I've gotten a response from has been 100% enthusiastic. Um, you know, Some of them have been a little busy, and it's, it's been hard to connect. But um, that's been great. But then what's really blown me away has been the the sort of quote unquote big names in the rugby community mm-hmm. who have been like, yeah, let me talk to you and then here's a list of other people to talk to and here's, you know, um, contacts that I have. If you need anything else, let me know. You know, it's it's that, that part has been absolutely insane. And and I don't know how to share some of those stories without sounding like a name dropper. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I, I've got fairly regular texts every weekend with AJ McGinty, uh, um, you know, just because rugby people are just different.
0: Yeah. There's um, good people. I've had the same experience, yeah. you know, with this podcast or it's, yeah, I have an idea or something. They push me in the right direction. And then, you know, next thing, you know, you're talking to, you know, whoever it's, It just seems like what it's all about, you know, on and off the field, like you were saying, you know, everybody wants to support everybody, which is cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a a bunch of really great people, men and women who are like, yeah, I, I believe in this project. Let me help. And, and, you know, that, that has definitely um, been a really exciting, unexpected development in, in what I set out to do. That's
0: really cool. I like that. Um, I guess you can you can swat this question down if you want, but do you have a couple of, of favorite interviews that you've done?
1: Um, yeah, like- there's 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 been several. Um, one that really blew me away. Um, was a lady named Tamaris Montano. Um, and Tamaris is uh, a Navajo hmm. and lives in Gallup, New Mexico and started a youth organization for rugby down there. Um, And, you know, Gallup is right on the edge of the Navajo reservation, right on the Arizona-New Mexico border. A lot of poverty, a lot of uh, gang violence, a lot of domestic violence, a lot of alcoholism, Um, just a, a tough place to be. And she really created this rugby club from scratch there for youth. And she talked about, you know, one of the first practices, two kids showed up wearing rival gang colors oh. and immediately started like fist fighting right there in the middle of the pitch. Jeez. And she's like, they were big boys, so I just let them go. <laughs> let them work it and out. And then, right. yeah, she's like, when they were done and they were laying there panting, I got over them. and I said, are you done now? Can we play rugby? And they got up. And the next practice they came back and they were wearing neutral colors and they've been really close friends after that. Uh, you know, and so she talked about sort of the struggles of starting this this youth organization, you know, with no money and little infrastructure and very little support, uh, and and sort of the the trials and tribulations of that, uh, and and really how she got just really discouraged and disheartened, and she got very emotional during our interview, uh, and then talked about having the opportunity to organize what now is known as indigenous warriors rugby club, Hmm. uh, which is sort of a select side of native Americans throughout the country. Uh, They've played a couple of one-offs against traveling teams of uh, Australian indigenous people. Hmm. Um, And they're getting ready to play against Iroquois warriors at at the battle of the border in upstate New York. Uh, And it was just a really beautiful interview. She started it out by, Giving a, a traditional um, welcome and introduction in Navajo, she finished it by giving a like a a, a benediction of sorts in Navajo, and that was it. Gave me goosebumps. Wow. Uh, so that was one of those where um, so much of the the story superseded rugby. Yeah. Um, but that was a really really powerful one. And then like in terms of just uh, a really really cool one um was uh talking to kelsey stockert i don't know if you you know kelsey from the u.s women's national team Mm -hmm. uh she was just so great and so enthusiastic about the project and so down to earth she was talking to me when she was you know eight months pregnant at the time Mm -hmm. um she's about to give birth i think pretty soon um but she was just so enthusiastic and and enjoyable to talk to and, and knowledgeable and her, her story was great. So those were, those were a couple that, that off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Those sound awesome. And I gotta say, I was going to say it's probably like trying to decide between children, right? Like at the it is yeah. done. And you know, I'm sure there's a lot of others that rank up near the top, but those sound really cool. Definitely. Um, so this the whole point of the show is I, I you know, the show was born. So a little background on me out of my work for uh, MLR for the first two years at mm-hmm. this opportunity um, to, to kind of start up this whole endeavor covering the the Colorado Raptors originally in MLR. Um, obviously I did that actually in January of 2020 was my first episode okay so as you can imagine the couple months later uh, world was kind of flipped on my yeah. on my head um, yeah. but, but I've seen that you you've spoken to so Peter Pass general manager of the American Raptors yep. Paul Emmerich new head coach. Uh, you said you've talked to Luke Gross and Sarah Shabbat as well about yep. the the program. Um, So how did those go? Well, I'm I'm curious just what what you think about the program and the idea behind it and just how those interviews went.
1: Yeah, it it went really well. So I knew about the MLR version of the Glendale Raptors, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew that they had left the league. I knew that they were something now, Um, but I didn't know what That's a good um word, and, something. yeah and i think at first they didn't know what either right it was the colorado xo for a while and, and then i saw it was the american raptors and so i didn't know much about them at all but as i started making a list of clubs i wanted to reach out to i was like you know i kept seeing the raptors pop up i was like let me do a little bit of digging and research into what it is they're doing there and i was really intrigued by what i found I was really intrigued by the idea of focusing on American crossover athletes. Uh, I thought it was a really uh, intelligent uh, angle and one that really no one else was doing on a um, concerted level, right? Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to Peter, uh, who was very quick to respond. Um, As I'm looking at my notes now, he was the seventh phone conversation I had for this book. Wow. Uh, So he was right at the beginning. This was like December of 2021. Uh, So he was the seventh conversation I had via phone for this book. Uh, And so, you know, getting to talk to him was great hearing, you know, what the vision was for the team, um, what the, the philosophy was and then later on being able to talk to Sarah and Luke, um, and, and hearing, you know, kind of what the philosophy looked like on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, was really, really, uh, something that I enjoyed and then like continuing to follow up and hear, Oh, okay. Yeah. We talked, um, about this. What does it look like in reality? Talking to Paul, who was, when I talked to him, he had been on the job for like two weeks. Yeah, And so, you know, hearing that whole process and being a uh, observer of that journey over the last three months has been really, really neat. That's
0: cool. I was going to ask too, since you're on the other side of the country, like what's kind of the general vibe? Like how do people view the program and just from people you've talked to?
1: so from the people I've talked to it's viewed very favorably um you know I think you know I talked to Dan Lyle who is out there in in your neck of the woods and he's like you know he's he's a huge proponent he's like I pushed USA Rugby for this you know 10-15 years ago and, and was kind of laughed out of the room and you know it's great to see that that's the pursuit we're taking you know Dan Is one of those who didn't start playing rugby until he was like 24. Yeah. Um. Luke Gross is the same way, and they're like, you know, there are so many incredible athletes in this country, Mm -hmm. and so many of them don't do anything after high school or college in their sport. Right. And you know, there are great opportunities to get people who still have that competitive itch and are elite athletes and give them an opportunity to compete and learn a new game. And, and I think that everyone that I've talked to, I haven't, I expected to hear some controversy mm-hmm. and I know it's out there, Yeah, but it's, it's not been from the people I've talked to. I haven't had anybody go, Oh yeah, those American Raptors, you know, doing their own thing out there, like a bunch of jerks. know, I haven't had any of that. Um, and, and that's not to say that my phone calls haven't been without controversy. It just hasn't been around the American Raptors.
0: That's interesting. I guess that's good to yeah. hear. Cause I, I think I
1: anticipated there being some, yeah, cause I knew the, yeah, the departure from MLR there. wasn't, wasn't, um,
0: it wasn't a clean, a great break. situation. Yes. Yeah. It
1: wasn't a clean break. Uh, I think there were some whispers of, you know, is this just the Raptors taking their ball and going home because they didn't like things? But, so I anticipated some of that. Um, but I really haven't heard much of anything other than, yeah, what they're doing is great. Um, and, and I think ultimately the sport is better for what they're doing.
0: Yeah. as I think part of the thing that helps too, is at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're doing what they said they were going to do with in that, you know, loan statement that was out. was like, this is what our, you know, vision is and our goal. And, um, this is a, an interesting way to go about doing it, but they are, it seems like they're, you know, really trying their best. So, um, that's cool. I'm I'm glad I got to ask you about that. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I think
1: it, I think it helps that. So when I talked to Peter, you know, one of the questions I asked him, I was like, Hey, this can be off the record. Like, I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but I'd love to know sort of, what your recruitment process, and before I even got the sentence out, he goes, no, 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 you can tell anyone you want about this. There are no trade secrets. We want other people yeah. to come on board and do what we're doing. And I think that was really refreshing and caught me by surprise. Um, I did not expect that kind of openness um, in a competitive sporting Arena, right? Right. You, you kind of expect teams to closely guard yeah. um, the things they're doing with elite athletes, but he was 100% open and like, no, we want other people to copy this model to be along this ride with us because it, it benefits the game. And I think that kind of approach um, wins over a lot of critics for sure. because it's not them just doing something for their brand or for their bottom line. They really are doing something. For the good of American rugby.
0: Right. I mean, because that's the only way it's gonna change ultimately, yeah. right? Is if everybody buys in a little bit and starts, you know, exploring avenues to get these guys in, you know, a different way. So uh that's cool. That's refreshing to hear from you. So I'm glad, you know, thank you for sharing that. That's that's pretty cool yeah. stuff. Uh I guess the last couple of questions I had for you, Adam, before I let you go, is just how do people follow you? And I know I've seen GoFundMe link floating around, uh, if you just want to tell people how they can support the project and the idea.
1: Yeah. Um, so the, the Instagram is onward rugby and, uh, I, I keep everyone pretty up to date on who I'm talking to. Um, you know, little snippets about the clubs or individuals that I've spoken with. I give them a shout out on there. Um, and it's a great way to, um, get them some publicity and, and also, you know, uh, build some anticipation for, the book down the line, you know, cause I can say, Hey, look, I've talked to this person or, or this club is doing this really neat thing or, um, this organization like Memphis inner city rugby, here's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, these people or these clubs, uh, deserve this attention. And so all of that goes on to onward rugby on Instagram. Uh, and it's, it's really, um, something that I started not long after I started the book, I think I started it in in December, and it's it's got a little over six hundred followers now, and it's building a little audience, yeah. uh, and that's been been really cool. Uh, I I love sharing that part of the journey with everyone. Um, I did start a GoFundMe because you know as much as this is a labor of love, yeah. Um, it that that's about all it is. <laughs> um, you know, and and so you know I I'm spent hundreds of hours doing this and I would do it again. Like, that's not, Oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing it. Um, this, this book, I call it a love letter to rugby. Um, not just mine, but others. And so I, I enjoy doing the work, but I'm also a very adjunct college professor and you know, I, I've got a got to, continue to make a living For and sure. so i do have a gofundme uh especially since you know i'm i'm looking at possibly self-publishing mm-hmm. uh, because that's going to get the book into people's hands a lot quicker right than going through a traditional publisher um but it also involves a lot of upfront cost right and so i i just threw up a gofundme um it's called this is rugby and you know it's just something where if people want to help out they can drop 10 bucks in there. um you know, whatever they can do if they want to and support the project. Um, I'm super uncomfortable asking people for donations or money, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I I also understand that there are certain realities that um, make it a necessity. And so that's out there. It's on the Instagram page, Um, you know, for anyone who, who wants to participate that way, they're, they're more than welcome, and it's very appreciated.
0: Yeah, know I'll be sure to contribute. I'll, I'll throw the link up on the article that houses the podcast. I and appreciate that. I'll push that. it out on social as well, so hopefully we can drive a few more bucks into that. Yeah. Uh, that's all the questions I have for you, Adam. I, I really enjoyed the conversation, man. I'm sold on the book. I can't wait to you know, see, see where it progresses, and I can't wait to read it eventually. So thanks so much for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Colton. I really appreciate it.
0: All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with author Adam Hughes. Thanks again to Adam for stopping by. We talked a little bit about it in the interview, but if you'd like to contribute to the GoFundMe that Adam has set up for this book, I will tweet out the link and I will include the link in the article that houses this podcast as well, as in the podcast description. So if if you got a couple bucks laying around and you like the idea of this project, you want to check it out, I would encourage you to throw it in there because, like he said, uh, it could be expensive. He's doing all this work. He's not getting paid for it. And he's obviously doing it because he loves rugby, but uh, as we all know, you got to pay bills or you got to make ends meet in this life. Uh, so I would encourage you, if you had a couple extra bucks, throw them in there. I will do the same. We're going to jump into the required reading now. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit WorldRugbyShop.com to grab all of your Gilbert rugby gear. This piece is entitled USA Rugby World Cup Bade Attracts Bipartisan Support in Congress by Martin Pingeli of The Guardian. This is what Adam was referring to in our interview when he was talking about the United States Rugby Caucus, so it only makes sense to include it into our required reading this week. Um, Pretty short read, just kind of an interesting look at what's kind of going on behind the scenes as USA still continues to push for this World Cup in the coming years. Uh, like I said, short read. I'd recommend checking it out. It, kinda, it just tied the interview together, so it made sense to include it and make it this week's required reading. So enjoy that. I will include it in the, again, like the GoFundMe link, like everything else. I will include it in the article that houses this podcast as well as the podcast description. So you, all you got to do is just scroll down, click on it look, if you're looking to check it out. We're going to jump into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So, stat of the week: I picked a a topical one again, Uh, and again, this I talked about last week. Kind of puts my brain at pretzel. So, I'm going to do the best I can with this. But I found one online, and it says a car operates at maximum economy, gas-wise, at speeds between 25 and 35 miles per hour. So I thought this was a topical stat to throw out there this week after I filled my car up on Monday. Uh, It hurt my wallet a little bit. So I'm going to keep this in mind next time I'm cruising around town. I'm going to keep that thing between 25 and 35 miles per hour when applicable. Can't really do that on the highway or anything. But if that helps me uh, go a little bit longer in between filling up my tank, I'll take it. Was a nice little nugget of knowledge for you to keep right there in your back pocket. Uh, hopefully it helps you get through these these times right now. Go ahead and close the show with the loop. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. So I've got a few more interviews lined up for this Lene Latu piece I'm working on. Excited for everybody to check that out. I'm going to try to have it done next week before the first match. It would make sense to do that, and you'll understand why when you read it. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I will be pushing that out on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. would appreciate the follow if you enjoyed the show, if you're you know, looking to stay in the loop on everything American Raptors, rugby, all that good stuff. That's a place to do it. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave me a review if you feel so inclined. I would really appreciate it. That's my show for the week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the matches this weekend, and I will catch you all back here next week for a little American Raptors pregame. It's been a while. i looking forward to it.